All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Unnormalized Podcast. This is your host, Frankie A., and I'm coming to you from the Bowtie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey, with the Friday night special players for doing um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cult classic movies ever. And if you've never seen it in the theaters with a live cast, Gotta go out and check it out. So, guys, welcome to the Unnormalized Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Why don't you go around and introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Sure. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm the technical director. Awesome. I'm Kat. I'm the performance and casting director. I'm Ryan. I run pretty much the business, the cast. Awesome. Awesome. So, what? Rocky Horror is such a like big. Like a lifestyle for people. Sure. Yes. Um, for so, us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. So, like, how did you guys get into? Yeah. How did you guys get into all this stuff? Oh man, who wants to go first? My mom did <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> My mom did Rocky Horror in uh, New York. Really? And then, yes. And um, I went my first time uh, to see the Friday Night Specials cast in uh, in Aberdeen. Uh, for my girlfriend at the time's birthday, her 16th birthday. So I went for the first time, and then I went every single Friday until I joined KISS, and now I still go every single Friday. <laughs> there it is. And there it is. <laughs> so how long have you been with the cast? Seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah. So I first came, well, I first saw it when I was 12, 11 or 12. My mom took me. It was like a fundraiser her friend was doing. Yeah. They do the Rocky Horror Show, and it's like, Summer and she like wakes me up. She's like, "We gotta go." I'm like, "It's almost midnight." She's like, "We're running late. Like, we gotta go." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Um, and then so we get there and it's a show. We're like in the front row and the person playing Doctor Frankenfurter sat on my mom's lap and draped his legs across me and my brother. Nice. And my mom said that like, she looked at me in my face. She's like, "Oh no, <laughs> like th- this isn't gonna be the end of that." Yeah. So then I started coming to see FNS and then again came every single Friday until they finally let me join. It took a couple tries because I was too young at the time. Yeah. Um, and here I am now. Awesome. Uh, I had a friend who introduced me to the movie when I was probably going into high school. He had started going regularly, then joined the cast in, uh, in Woodbridge at the time. Okay. That's where we came from. And, uh, you know, I went once. Found it terrifying but intriguing. <laughs> Said, well, maybe I'll go back again, maybe I won't. And then went again later. And then got to a streak where I kind of was going through some shit. So it was good to do something every week. Went every week from there. Uh, they're like, hey, you're here enough. You're Anthony's friend. Come join cast. And I did. Seen the show from Woodbridge to Edison to Aberdeen, now to here. And it's going to be 18 years wow. November 1st. 18 years. I'm at nine and a half. 18 years. Wow. So you guys have been doing this for like a really, really long time. So what, like, what is the experience like for you guys? Or what is your mission when you're doing it for like 18, nine, seven years to keep the show live and fresh and current and wanting those people that come every Friday? to keep coming back. Yeah, my mission is to give a kid the same experience I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, when I first came. So that's my job now. So I owe my life to uh, just making sure that, uh, you know, weird high school kids, weird college kids, weird adults have a place to go every Friday and have a community around them. 
awesome. and have fun. Yeah. yeah, same thing. It's like it's that sense of community, but it's also just like, and like for lack of a better word, it really just is a safe space for people. Like yeah. when you're that weird adult and like you know you can't go to the bar and make friends, but like you can go to Rocky and like it's a safe space for you to be. Like we have people that come all the time by themselves. Yeah, like they don't even have friends to come to the show with them. So it's like it's that kind of space for people. Because it's almost like a family. <clears throat> yeah, I mean like the will. cast definitely. Yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it morphs, what it means to you, it morphs over time. I mean, you know, at first it starts out, you know, I'm just a kid, I want to have fun, do whatever the hell I want. And then when you get more involved, you realize that this thing has friggin' meaning to people. I mean, of course it has meaning to us, but other people, you know, when you have people that reach out to you and say things that you wouldn't believe, like, you know, this thing saved my life, and you're like... Yeah. Wow. People tell us about how they found their identity here, how they felt comfortable to come out to be this, to be that, because, you know, we're really, Rocky's always been accepting of everybody, unless, unless you're an objectively bad group, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, you know, that, um, uh, you know, that everyone can go, yes, we're, they're in that class, yeah, yeah. we accept everybody, whatever weird shit you're into, it's yeah. kind of, we've always been pretty cool with it, you know, it's just, we draw the line when you start hurting people. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you guys probably know a little bit about the whole history of Rocky Horror sure. than I do, sure. um, from just being, like, a Uber <coughs> fan, but... Um, I believe this movie came out like what in like the 70s? 75. It just turned just turned 44 a few weeks ago. So when you think about it, the film itself was like groundbreaking because they were talking about things that were at the that time like taboo. Yeah. Okay, you really didn't see many transvestites <laughs> on the big screen or um, you know, that big of a character in that that role, so yeah, it was a part I think of, it was like ahead of its time. Yeah, I mean, it was a part of the, sexual, the, culture, the yeah. sexual revolution. I mean, I mean, Richard O'Brien wrote the play in '73 and debuted it in London, and it, it you know, and then in '74 the, the the play came to LA, mm -hmm. was huge success in LA, came to New York, it flopped, and then the movie had really no success here. Then again, they didn't market it to anyone. That yeah. was the problem. And once people started discovering it, it really just became about, I think, discovery and freedom to people. I mean, it still is, but I mean, back then, I mean, things were still kind of stuffy in the 70s. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So, I mean, so a lot of the topics that you're talking about, you know, even, like you said, the sexual revolution, that's beyond the, you know, whole having a trans right. vestite in, or, you know, in the main character, but some of the themes that we're talking about in Rocky Horror are very sexual in nature, very uh, kind of like the deviant side of, of oh, things. Oh, yeah. Um, and the fun side. Yes, fun the fun side. side, the dark side of stuff. So, um, and, and I'm drawn to stuff like that. So um, we were talking about what we do in our nine to five. So it's very, yeah. um, you know, it's intriguing not to me to see. Yeah, it's definitely not this. So, um, but I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah. So that's a good question. So like, what do you guys do for day jobs? Um, I'm a teacher. Okay, cool. So I teach fifth grade, and I've been doing it for five years. And it's a very interesting contrast. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I like that. I, I pretty much do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a touring lighting designer. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So I do lights for work, and then I come here, and I do more lights. Awesome, <laughs> You awesome. just do lights in your underwear. <laughs> in your sleep. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a licensed mental health professional. So, that makes sense. So you know, I, I deal with people all day. But but it's it probably lends to the character. 
a lot. It you does a mean? lot of interesting things. It gives me a lot of perspective yeah. on a lot of things. Yeah. So, I mean, I try not to diagnose while I'm standing up there, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, He's I only heard... diagnosed me once. Once? He diagnosed once. me with diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still hasn't cured well, I, hope, I was just going to say, I hope it's cured by now. But... Nah. <laughs> He's going to um, have to take a break. No, I actually do. I'm in a similar line of work. So, um, I'm always <laughs> intrigued about, like, the darker side of things and, and life and and the psyche and all that kind of stuff. So um, a lot of the concepts that are talked about in uh, Rocky Horror are things that I think like, even though they were maybe taboo back then, are so relevant today, um, far beyond like gender and all that kind of stuff. Just seeing that, um, Especially like you have like the whole concepts that are out now, like about bullying and you as a teacher, you see all that kind of stuff. So um, how do you, how are, okay, so you guys started this a, a fairly long time ago. Do you see a younger generation starting to kind of, because it's always, always been, always, always been and like we count younger. On it. Yeah, yeah. We, we count on it. Without that, nobody would be doing this anywhere. Yeah. Yep. So we, um, we count on that. And do you still get some of like the diehard people Absolutely. from like? Yes, and they all try to tell us how we're doing it wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not enough cocaine. We're like, yeah. sorry. I go, I, go, I go, you stop getting free cocaine on entrance in like '89. It doesn't come in the prop bags. It just it doesn't come anymore. The price went up. We can't offer it. It's 2019. We're not doing coke anymore. Yeah. Well, you no. know the thing with Rocky Horror, just like anything people like, is they always think whoever's doing it now is fucking it up. Yeah. The Joker came out. Can we have curse on this? Oh, yeah. You can the say whatever the fuck you want. The, 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 the Joker came out. They're fucking it up. This guy's playing Batman. He's ruining it. Oh, it, 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 we always hear, it's not what it used to be. Neither is the world. Neither is the price of milk. Yeah. The price of gas. Everything has changed. We change what? So, <laughs> so no cocaine? Inflation has stopped. Okay. Back to the car. It's, it's inflation, man. But what happened is, you know, it's just everything changes. And we roll with it. Yes. That's, that's how you survive with anything. You roll with the times. We adapt. It's, the whole life is adapt or die. And in a business like this, it's the same thing. Yeah. So when people cry about that, it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the beauty of. I think what... Yeah, and they're the minority, by the way. Yeah, and the minority. I, think, I think that's the beauty of what Rocky Horror does over time. I mean, I remember when I saw it from the first time, at first I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I had a similar experience. And yeah, so and, my dad. And like, what's, what's weird is I don't even, I can't even tell you the first time, like, how I felt into. I don't mm. know if it was just on and I started watching it and it was automatically intrigued by it because it's... My parents are not like Rocky Horror people. Neither am I. Yes. I, so I can't even tell you, but it was like I watched it and then immediately had to like watch it again and watch it again and watch it again. And I feel like every time I watch it, even now, probably I've seen it like a million times, like I always will pick something out that I probably didn't notice from the yeah. times before, even though like I can kind of no lines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, do with Star Wars too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so um, it's Nerd. uh, <laughs> sure. But um, yeah. So what? Like the whole premise of this show is the unnormalized podcast, and you probably can't get any more unnormalized than being in the cast of Rocky Horror. 
Or yeah, that's what, pretty normal. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe now. Not yeah, to everybody, but, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, what does that whole, how does that kind of go into maybe your own thoughts about society and, and life and how a film or a show like this is really so important to stay on that message where, um, you know, in, in my field, everyone tries to chase the normal, you know? <laughs> um, and what I do as part of my job is to tell people like, fuck that, you know, chase your own, make your own a normalized life. You know, you don't have to follow convention. Sure. You don't have to follow the beaten path or um, what society is telling you to do. So like, how do you guys take that message or hope people take away that message when they leave the theater after they see the show? Well, I think one thing that I've always pulled out of it, which is obviously a little different from them, is I feel like Rocky Horror is very empowering for women because it shows you have three female characters that are owning their sexuality at one point. And you see Janet go through that mm -hmm. whole like re sexual revolution. Like she starts it where it's like I'm not supposed to do this. Like and then she's she like, does. She and does. then I and then she tries it and then she's like, but wait, I actually really like this. And then it's like she starts to like own it. And so as a woman, it's like like I saw this before. You know, I became someone who's having sex. So it's like it's just very empowering where it's like, okay, like here's three women that are all like become like become very sure of themselves yeah. and like who they are as you know sexual beings and it's like especially thinking at the time that it came out like women didn't have sex in the 70s like yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like that's something that i feel like i would want young women or women any time in their life to like see that and like see like it's okay to want to be a sexual being yeah, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with it and like here's three fabulous women that are showing you that that's the case yeah so that's one thing that always stood out for me Oh man, you know, I, I mean, Rocky really is to everybody whatever they want it to be. That's one of the things that's kind of good with it. I mean, people always try to say it's something it's not, but that's that's what that's for religion too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it really encourages you to be whoever you want to be. I mean, it's cliche at this point, but it's just you know, <laughs> no, it's yeah. just, it's and that's right. just the way that's just the way we 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 market it. I mean, it's 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 really whatever the hell you want to be. I mean, we try not to box anybody into any roles, you know, and, you know, we, we roll with the times. We pride ourselves in being able to do that. It's hard. I mean, I'm getting older, so it's hard yeah. to roll with the way things are. I slip up all the time. You know, it's hard being woke in the year 2019 when you're getting, <laughs> when you're, when you're getting older. It's just, <laughs> Who you know, the fuck are you telling? <laughs> exactly. I do it all the time. So, it, you know, and we, we try our best to, you know, be a place for Anybody who needs it. Anybody yeah. who needs a place. It's like, I had a friend years ago who used to say, she'll get pissed because she thinks she owns this, but she said it. Uh, like, it's cheers for freaks. That's what she used to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she yeah. used to say. Yeah, yeah. She, she tried to trademark it, but I think cheers had a problem. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Rassenberg on that. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, I totally agree with that because there's something comforting probably to... A large demographic of people that are watching it for the first time and not seeing you know even like stuff with Hollywood I mean we're see seeing a little bit more of you know gender equality and and you know different faces carrying different characters and main characters and stuff um, but there is something about the Rocky Horror 
film and even watching it live. I mean, the film is great, but having a live cast is there's yeah. nothing like it. I mean, it just takes if you like the movie, right? Um, or if you've seen the play originally, I mean, it would probably be like the only thing that would equate yeah. that. You know, you know one thing we say, one thing play. we say is watching at home is just masturbation. Nice, because <laughs> nice. nice. I mean. It, this ex- we call we call, we call we have a, we have a name for it. we call it the full rock year experience. It's not just the movie; it's mm-hmm. everything. And the experience starts when you walk up to the door. Yeah. That's when it starts. That's when the engagement starts. That's when you're in a different realm. You know, it's we, it's everything. It's 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 the lights. It's the sound. It's the people. It's the music. It's the the crap before. It's the virgins. It's the the shouting, the AP, the throwing shit, the movie with the cast, it's the whole thing. It's yeah. the whole, it's a package. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know. it's like, the way I kind of look at it is like, before they used to start doing like all like the 4D shit, mm-hmm. you know, like where they were squirting like people like now, like you go to Disney or you go to like Universal and that's like the fire and water, the big thing now, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let's make the seats <coughs> rattle and shoot some air. Yeah, yeah. But like Rocky Horror casts were doing it. Sure. Back then, yeah. making it like f- a full immersive experience for people, and it's been that way for like, I mean, uh, well, I mean, th- th- we've been squirting on people for years. Still, I saw you. Yeah, you had. I set it up that you know. Yeah, the, the splash, the splash zone stops somewhere around the fourteenth row, I think. depending on what night it is. Depending on how far from yeah. you throw. I mean, <laughs> Hall- Halloween, it goes to the wall. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. But you know, yeah. you feel good about yourself. You got that out. <laughs> Shooting ropes over here. Fuck was I gonna say? <laughs> we were talking about like fully immersive experiences. Yeah, uh, it's immersive in every way. <laughs> so immersive that some people are overwhelmed by it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, can see that. I, I I've told people who have anxiety, it's like. Ground yourself <laughs> before you come in because if you Practice fancy yourself, tools. <laughs> if, you, if you fancy you're someone with, with some type of issues with panic or intense anxiety, I, I wouldn't recommend the concerts or large crowds or state fairs, and I would not recommend Rocky Horror unless <laughs> you good Rocky unless Horror. <laughs> we practice some coping skills beforehand <laughs> and we develop those those. Uh, Tell the young dudes out we, there. We out fill there. that <laughs> wellness toolbox. Maybe develop a rap plan. And um, oh wait, they're not laughing, but no, I'm laughing. Yeah, I, know what I feel like I'm in a therapy You are. No, I think nice we talked talk. about this before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because I've had aligned. people, you know, it's overwhelming. It's a lot of stimuli. Yeah. I mean, I went to a, I went to a gay club a few months ago, and it was a lot of stimuli for me. <laughs> was that when we all went out? Yeah, it was a <laughs> lot. There was a lot of, it was just a lot of lights and sound. I mean, I'm like, God, there's too much happening. Where do I put my eyes? And it was a lot. It was like, I felt like a fucking cat with a laser pointer. Tell us how you feel about that. <laughs> it was a lot of stimuli. I was overstimulated. Yeah, the, the gay bar hot dog too. Yeah, I had a gay bar hot dog. It's pretty good. <laughs> There's a guy cooking hot dogs. I don't think we have enough time on this podcast for me to make all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, gave me a lot of ammo. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag gay bar hot dog. Um, Best hat yeah. hashtag yeah, I mean, of the it was, day. It was good. The guy made a good dog. I mean, he's wearing like a he was wearing like one of those European speedos that go up to his neck. But yeah. if I didn't find a pube, I was good. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, anytime you can't, you know, you don't find it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, yeah. People pay extra for that. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe them. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, no, but that that's, it could be very intense, especially for somebody that has no idea what they're walking yeah. into, what they're watching. Because um, I find that, like, a lot of the times it's usually someone like myself who meet somebody and says they, like they've never yeah. missed or watched Rocky Horror and I'm like oh fucking we're go- like I'm taking yeah. you and that's actually what I did like two years ago uh, my son has never seen Rocky Horror never watched the movie so I dragged him to a midnight showing in the city and was like well if you're gonna watch it for the first time this is how you're gonna watch it <laughs> and to see the look on his face and at first it was like that look of like shock and awe like yeah. where the fuck first of all like my parents have me out it's like after midnight and it's yeah. like you're, like, you're now, my legal guardian yeah. what are yeah. you doing to me yeah and then to watch like his his like journey like I kept like looking at him periodically and it went from like a look yeah. of like what the fuck to like pure enjoyment we get parents who bring kids of all ranges and sometimes I'll walk outside and I'll see a young kid and I'll go to the mom, and I'll be like, listen, I know you think you know some stuff. I go, but hear me out. We're fucking terrible. I go, when I mean terrible, I mean our mouths are filthy, the show is provocative, and I cannot control whatever the weirdos in the audience scream. Yeah. I go, I want you to Save know that. Yeah. I go, because I, yeah. I, I don't want an angry email tomorrow. I go, there's a disclaimer on the door, the disclaimer in the lobby, there's one on the screen. I mention it. I go. This is a aff- this is offensive to some people. I yeah. go. You got to give it a hang because yeah. I don't want to. It's the rated R. Yeah. It's a seventy five rated R, but it's rated R. As long as the moms are like, fuck yeah. I go. You know, the movie's rated R, the, the, and the performance is kind of unrated. We of course we don't do any. There's no nudity. There's nothing illegal at all. Of course, I mean we're we're, we're decent humans, but. Uh, <laughs> Within the realm of staying out of jail. But, uh, you know, I warn people all the time, and sometimes they're like, okay. And there's been times in the past, I remember, we've, we've, we've had to beg people to take their kids home. Like, this, this child is seven. Yeah. They should not be here. And I've had the manager be like, I'm begging you. Take the kid home. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we don't want to be responsible for this. And I've, it's worked once or twice because, I, listen, there is an age you should be doing. Sure, this, yeah, yeah. Watching it at home, whatever. But going to the experience, you should at least probably be like 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Because it's I, I a waited, lot. I think my son was like maybe like 14, yeah. 15 at the time when we took him. And I was like – because I, of course, knew right. the, the content. And I was right. like – not only did I want it to be age appropriate for him, yeah. but I wanted him to – understand the bigger yeah. if I was besides a kid, looking at all of yeah. that visual stimuli if I was a kid I would have been I would have been like yeah I would have not you know? gotten it and been freaked out but, but like I wanted him to be able to understand like the messaging behind that especially as a young yeah. kid growing up in this time where everything is so hypersensitive and social media and all yeah. that kind of stuff the bullying and the, all that kind of stuff to see that there is not only a film or a piece of work out there that kind of embodies the not being normal side of life um to not only see that not to only see the cast as like the camaraderie between the cast but then to see the culture of it i think is the bigger message when people see it because when you're watching it on at home on tv or whatever you don't get that no. So much. No. I mean, you see it in the cast. You see it in, like, 
all the extras and stuff, and it feels like a family that Rocky is built behind him. Right. But when you actually come to the theater and you see people mouthing it, you yeah. know, line by line, you see people responding on cue to yeah. you know certain you know responses that they're supposed to give out to the to you guys, the cast. Um, I think it builds for people who are witnessing it for the first time to see like it really is like a culture. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, yeah, um, so it's, it's uh, you know, like you said, it's a lifestyle. We yeah, put, we put the cult in culture. Culture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you when that shirt. yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that shirt. I have a shirt that says that. Oh, oh that's cool. <laughs> um, so when you guys joined, did you guys get to pick the characters that you're playing, or has that yes has that no. evolved? <laughs> it's over evolved. It's evolved. Okay. Yeah. Time. So. Our uh, audition process is like you have the application and you pick one role that you're going to audition as. Okay. Um, but the way that we do is that you're not pigeonholed into that one role. Like you're not stuck in that forever, thankfully. Because when I auditioned, I auditioned as Magenta. Okay. And you can ask Ryan because he was there. I am a god awful. She ain't a Magenta. Like not like she just I'm ain't. literally in my audition. They're like. No, bitch. Like, you're they're like, we like you and you're great. You're, but like, no. You're a Columbia. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, she is. Yeah. I'm a Columbia, and like, I play magenta maybe like once a year now. So yeah, it's like it's Columbia but, playing magenta. Yeah, so it's like uh, you join as one role, and then you kind of get to like after a while, like spread your wings. Like everyone starts as one of the Transylvanians. Okay. Um, to like get used to being on the stage, get used to like, especially with the stage, like the setup of it, because it's really funky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen different, it yet. It's different than we're used to. It's a little to. wild. Um, and then they're able to like start like some like the smaller roles. So like Trixie in the beginning, which is the lips. Yeah. Um, or like Cram and Dr. Scott. And then they do like typically the role that they audition as, and then they do that a few times and they're able to like branch out. And like the ultimate thing is like you build up the playing frame. Like, no one starts off as a prank. Absolutely. Like, it's kind of like, you, like, build up to it, like, you work your way. And also, like, with your first time playing Frank is, like, such a big deal. It's like, you wouldn't want that to be your first role. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's, like, hitting, like, your peak in yeah, Rocky yeah, Horror yeah, is yeah, playing yeah, Frank. Yeah, 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 It's, like, the piece that was just on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, so, it's, uh, like, we definitely have that, like, little bit of a system. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how about, well, you're, you're tech. Yeah, have you I, ever no, been? Performed. No, he's a performer too. No, I'm a. I perform now. Okay. Uh, I joined as a tech, uh, and then a couple of years goes by, and I auditioned to play Riff, and now I play Riff and I play Brad, and then Eddie every now and then, yeah. and Transy. <clears throat> no Rocky though. I will not. Yeah, play Rocky. Rocky. You We're working on it, and I haven't built up the Frank yet. <laughs> I'm working on that one too. Yeah, I I got dragged into some roles. But I, you know, when I was young, when I was young, I was still kind of closed off. So I, I really pigeonholed myself into Brad because I saw my, I was, I was Brad. I mean, I still kind of am. I mean, I, I, like a stranger in a strange land. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that's who I was. I mean, I'm a, a straight cis male. I, I, I know who I am. I've never really had any doubts about that. And you know, I've always identified with Brad. And I, you know, I, I take the part pretty seriously. But. Uh, I've played everything. I'm playing Frank tonight. I play Frank probably once a month. I play with some Riffs, some Eddie, some Dr. Scott. I mean, I've done it all. I mean, I got too fat to play Rocky. Well, from my standards. From my, <laughs> st- from my standards. I say the same thing about Everybody's everybody else, but me, I hate myself. So. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, Brad's my. Uh, Brad is a close place in my heart. And, um, you know, Barry Bospit gave me marriage advice. And, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did. And, um, yeah, and tonight I'm going to be uh, the ghost of Tim Curry. <laughs> He's not dead. And yet. I'm playing Brad too. <laughs> you are. And I'm playing Brad. Oh, you're playing Brad too. I am. Yes, okay. I am. You on stage? I'm Trixie tonight. Oh, we're. So, like, how does that work? Do you got like, how many people are in the cast? 25 right now. Okay. So, do that's kind of low for us, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, like, rotate mm-hmm. the cards yeah. to, like, yeah. make it fair for everybody? Yeah, so we it? have 25 people on cast right now. Some of them are our techs. So Just techs, yeah. We put 15 performers on stage, typically, each week, okay. uh, between all of the roles, and we have a rotation system. So. We have four Transylvanians every week. Yeah, so we have a rotation system, so everyone like gets a chance to like play each of the roles, and like we follow the rotations as much as possible, obviously, because like I'm in like eight out of the eleven rotations, so like you know it kind of like makes things a little spicy, but it gives everyone a chance, and then when people feel ready to move into a new role uh, as the performance director, they come to me. I direct them to where to go for costumes, for training, things like that, um, and we try to be like really open with giving everyone a chance to do like what they want to do, like gotcha. within reason. Like you can't join one day next day you're like i'm playing frank like relax yeah. but like and because also with that like we don't pigeonhole anyone into like oh well you're a girl so you can only play these parts yeah, like yeah. it's all very gender bent and gender fluid and we have a lot of people that identify as things that wouldn't match their character so it's just kind of like hey you might not look like you would be good at it but like you're pretty damn good at the yes. part that you're playing yeah I did the same thing with the with the crew. We all rotate parts yeah. because when I joined, I did spotlights for a year straight. I had nothing to do with that. Every <laughs> Friday, it's always. And then uh, when I when I eventually became head tech, I implemented like a rotation. Maybe I put a bad guy in charge. Whatever. Water <laughs> <laughs> under the bridge. I've grown. <laughs> but that's. I think that's really insightful for people who. Um, don't necessarily realize that it's it is like a production. Oh, it is very it's much exactly so. Like it. It's oh, not it's just like oh, a, a bunch of like people who take just, it for granted, like no. or it's uber fan. And if you watch it set up, you'll see how much of a freaking production it is. It's a, it's it's it takes a village. Anybody here in theater at all? Or I not did theater presently. in high school. Yeah, like in high school. Not, but I, this is my theater. Every now and then, I'll work. Theater. I work in theater. I I have I work in an off Broadway theater in New York right now. That's just like what, that's something that I do. <laughs> we have some theater so, people on, on the in the, uh, cast, in the cast. Oh yeah. Um, just because I was wondering if that kind of lent to like the experience, like people branching off. It helps to like you know yeah. being in a show. I mean, like having an opportunity um, to be in a, in a situation like this, a production like this, where you're able to, or given the opportunity to try on all the different yeah. hats, um, I think is a good way for people so, to like, who are wanting to get into kind of some type of theater, you know, to try on different roles and, and personalities. Yeah, so and, when I market it to new people, I go, listen, this is community theater on steroids. Yeah. I go, I go, you're, yeah. I go you're, doing this, you're doing a show maybe two weeks. We're doing it 53, sh- 53 shows here. That's not counting the outside shows with our agreement with Rutgers, with our, you know, with other college bookings, with bar shows, we get club shows, weird random venues we get booked. We're, we're booked to do a wedding appearance next weekend. Oh, a roof. Sweet. Well, the roof, the, roof. Of, the roof of the Asbury Hotel. Oh, every year. nice. So uh, we, it's you know, we tell people, guys. like, listen, <laughs> if you want opportunities, stick around. We, we got them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's. 
that's this is a great avenue for somebody who wants to like because then they can even if they wanted to like get involved in like the tech side of things if yeah. they were had a desire to do so you know it's like an all-encompassing opportunity for people and hearing you guys talk about it um it's very much like i'm glad that you guys are talking about how there is a big production value that you know goes into all this it's an operation uh, for me in terms of theater it was kind of the opposite for me so i got into rocky around the same time that i tried doing high school theater i couldn't do high school theater like i have such intense stage fright really in stage shows i do imagine really? that and you're gonna it's, see a lot of her later it's really weird no like to be like in a play yeah, yeah. I just could not do like complete, like I ended up being in the crew for most of high school because I just couldn't do it. Nice, but the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but like there's something about what we do that's so different. Like, like I hate being in front of crowds, but like I could do it here because like I'm literally as someone else. Like I'm in front of a crowd as Columbia. Like I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm dressed as Columbia, like you can't stop me. Yeah. Like I'm fucking crazy. Like, yeah. I'll do anything. But there's something about what we do that is just. It's, I don't know, it's, maybe it's just more comfortable, something like that. I could not, like, like, if we ever did the Rocky Horror Show, like, I'm sitting out. Like, I can't do oh, it. Oh, I can do I it think, tomorrow. Uh, I think the obvious thing that separates us from a normal stage show is how involved our audience is every show. Yeah. The sh we put a show on for the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, the crowd is in the show. Yeah, they're and in it. We, we get, use them we get for everything. There. They're props. We sit on them. We, we sit the on chairs. them. Props. They're extras. I piece the shit out of one. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not true. That, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's that's not take, true. Take that we don't want to start a rumor, right? <laughs> but no, I think that's what people would want to, you yeah. know, who have heard, you know, some of the things and haven't actually gone to, like, a live cast show. Yeah. Um, those are the things that they kind of want to, like, yeah. What they, it's built up to be so exactly yeah. like yeah. maybe exactly. you were maybe you were afraid in high school doing shows because there seems to be like a wall at the lip yeah. of that stage separating you from the audience also here, okay, I was prepared to dive head yeah well that, that too yeah. but here there there's not that wall there's not that disconnect we're one community people yeah you know people make that comment a lot they go we like that we we feel like the cast tries to make us a part of the show that the cast goes out of their way to really drag us in and make yeah. us feel welcome because we've had other people like we've gone other shows and been like Man, there's that wall yeah. There's the yeah. you stay the fuck over there. No, we're not like that. We're like the fuck over here. Yeah. We're like, um, I don't have a chair. Who wants to play? Yeah, who's gonna need a chair? And people run up chair. on stage and they're like, I'm chair gonna need to eat. Like, eat chairs. Right now yeah. we have enough chairs, but yeah. broke some chairs one night. Who wants to be a fucking chair? <laughs> we have people on, literally like diving over. Sit on some eighty pound kid. Now, how, how many people do you guys usually pack in for a show? All depends. Uh, so we are rebuilding here because when you're 14 years in one place, everybody knows, and uh, we we moved, so we're still getting the word around. Uh, we spent a lot of time, money, and energy to let people know that. So you know, average time of the year, it's like 40 or 50. Uh, theme nights, it'll be a lot more. When we do special shows, it'll be like 80, 90. Halloween, you sell out. Sure. Um, and the thing is, is what's rough is we're doing this weekly. Not a lot of people do it weekly anymore. Weekly is only really sustainable in huge markets, New York, LA. Those are the only two huge markets that sustain weekly because there's a couple reasons for that. One, it's hard to sell people on a 44-year-old immersive movie experience when they can just look at these things all day. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. You know, I could send dick pics or I can <laughs> I can receive dick pics. I can or I can go to an interactive experience. And, and and one of the other one of the other caveats and, and one of the other caveats is 
<laughs> when people know something is every week, the mentality is, well, I'll go anytime I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what if it's like you have this, like when we do outside shows, they sell it. Rutgers sells out. Because well, sure. it's, here's your opportunity, you got to go. It sells out a week before. But, you know, when you, when you establish yourself, it's like the local bar. People just know they come. So, you know, it's October, so it gets a little busier. So tonight might be a little busier. The other problem is we got a bigger theater. We left a 120-seat art house theater, and now we are in a 206-seat theater. It's a lot bigger. Yeah. So we're trying to find new – we've really tried to innovate how we use the space. We've gotten really creative, and we really want people to be, you know, together like it's a black box theater. So you'll see how we, we do and that. And a 20-page blocking you know, book for um, a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're, really, we're really relearning some things. When you do the movie in the same place for so long, I knew, yeah. ev I knew every inch of that theater with my eyes closed. I knew it better than my house. But like here, we're, we're still learning. We learned how long something have you guys been here? The second week of August. So wow. yeah. It's, so it's pretty, pretty yep, new. Yeah, we're celebrating our first Halloween here in a few weeks. We're psyched, nervous. And you feelings. can't pick a better, I mean, the area of Red Bank is... That's what we're working on. That's what we're going with that. Because people are like, you're in Red Bank. We're like, yeah. It's better than when it's like, you're <laughs> nice in we're in Aberdeen. And people are like, what is that? Yeah, people are like, <laughs> that place with a couple old Jewish people. Like, yeah. <laughs> but Red there's, Bank, a, there's a diner and a strip mall. Red Bank, kind of weird. Red Bank has more culture. Yeah. And, and we, we bank on that. It has more drunks, too, but more cultural. Well, yeah. <laughs> imagine <laughs> yeah we you know you don't even know. we've had some close calls so far but we're all right have you have any of your do your students know kind of what you do no 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 they do not uh very few of my uh colleagues know ones? about it yeah i got fifth graders okay so like that's what it was funny when i was first applying for teaching jobs like i was applying 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 not hearing back and we were in aberdeen and the aberdeen high school had an opening and i was just like nope can't do it <laughs> can't do it because eric me come to the show and be like miss m i'll go pack up my classroom now i think that was your i think your teacher was at the show that i saw today yeah no like that would definitely so yeah. i was just like if i get really desperate like if there was nothing else it's like i'm gonna have to but then i got like the job i had at the time and i was like thank yeah because i also teach up north so like it's not in okay. the same area like, gotcha, i yeah. thought about that so a little far like, removed yeah awesome so guys, I know you guys have to get ready for your show, and I don't want to keep you guys up to get into makeup and costumes and get everything situated, but I really wanted to thank you for allowing me to come and speak to you guys because Rocky Heart is something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it is part of my life. Um, my family, we watch it all the time, um, and I try to pull as many people as I can, so having this podcast, bring um, it was just... <laughs> We were talking before about like why do I do this podcast and what it's about. It's just about shit that I like and shit that I want people to be exposed to or that I want to find out something. So right. I thought it was a great opportunity um, to try to reach out to you guys and sit down so maybe we can have some people watch this and come out to the show. I sure hope so. Every single Friday night. Tell them in the camera right Every there. single Friday night at the Bowtie Cinemas on White Street in Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, we're doing Sunday the 20th and 27th at Rutgers on the Livingston campus. 
We're going to be at Adams Fest in Westfield at 9 at midnight next Saturday the 19th. Forever. And what I'll do is I'll put all like the links to yeah. the shows in the comments of this video so everybody can check it out, get tickets, um, especially if you want to come for Halloween. Tickets are on sale now. And it's going to sell out quick, so get the tickets now. And thank you guys for coming out to the Unknown Lies Podcast. Thank you. This has been your host, Rick K, with the Unknown Lies Podcast, and get unnormalized. All right. Cause we question death Half a mill on this grill And I'm all in yet Let the skills pay the bills Come out for mini skirts Big checks and cheap thrills Fresh to death You get it poppin' Cause we question death Half a mill on this grill And I'm all in yet Let the skills pay the bills Come out for mini skirts Big checks and cheap thrills